Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, featuring Jaguar senior writer John Osher and executive producer Dave DeCandis. This week's guest, I'm excited about talking to him because, frankly, I haven't had a chance to talk to him a whole lot over his career. He hasn't been a starter until, until the last couple of years. He was a guy that on a defensive line was sort of overshadowed at times by Calais Campbell, Unique Ngakwe. But for Jaguars observers and people who watch this team closely, he's a guy who's sort of been coming on and in the last year or so has really let his personality show. It's his personality that I'm particularly excited about uh, having Jaguars fans get to know a little better. Jaguars observers probably realize by now that I'm talking about Jaguars defensive end, Dewan Smoot. Dewan, we'll get right to it. I have been impressed the last two years, obviously, with your play, your improvement. But tell me how you're doing right now. You're 13 games into this thing. It's the NFL. How are you doing physically? Because defensive linemen at the end of the season usually aren't off that injury report. Seems like you're doing okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine. I'm a little, you know, I'm, I got regular banged up, little injuries and stuff like that here and there. But I'm still able to go 100%. And I think I just that's just like a credit to the preparation I had all offseason. I didn't stop training. Like, I literally took two weeks off, and then I just trained all the way until we got into camp. So, I mean, that's just a testament to my body being able to take all these blows for the past 13 weeks. I want to get into some of what you do in the offseason a little later. But first, um, personally, this season, uh, another productive season, another season where you're starting to get those sack numbers. What's been the reason for the improvement really sort of a steady improvement for you since uh, maybe midway through your second season. What do you attribute maybe the consistency that you're showing the last couple of years? I would say definitely number one is uh, the opportunity. My opportunities have went up a lot more. I've had more opportunity on the field, but also just my work ethic. Um, I feel like I cha- I kind of changed a lot of how I work in the off season and how I kind of prepare for the season. Um, the last, like the last two years, like when my son was born, I kind of just, it kind of shocked me a little bit, you know, it kind of put a little <laughs> little fire in me. And then That'll do it. when it came when it came to that offseason, I just trained as hard as I could. I, I picked up like different um, styles. Like I started to do martial arts and started to do a lot of Pilates and stuff. And it just started working for me. And I've just been sticking, sticking with it. And it's been working for me for the past couple of years. Take me through that a little bit, because you've done a lot. Uh, I think it started the offseason before 19 that you really started. I don't say experimenting but trying to figure out how to do it right. right. Um, kind of take me through your path, what you've done in the off seasons and sort of what your thing is now. What have you sort of settled on? Um, well, I've tried. Um, yeah. I'll la- say the first two years I tried, I even tried this crazy workout. I went out to like San Francisco and I've worked out with a lot of like NBA guys and stuff like that, working on my conditioning. And that was like half of what I did. I, we, we ran up a whole bunch of like, sand hills ran a whole bunch of like um crazy like sand mountains it was crazy it was kind of crazy right. like the training that I was doing and uh it really slimmed me out a lot I got I got a lot of conditioning and stuff like that but it didn't really work for me this was coming into my second year and then the, the third year I was I just thought it was like well there has to be somebody here in Jacksonville that can train me you know and like commit everything to me or whatever mm-hmm. and commit everything into to whatever I'm doing and I, I was able to find that at Rise and Grind here here in Jacksonville and also at Combatters Unlimited. And, you know, after I, after I worked there one time, I was dead tired, like the most tired I've ever been. 
I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is for me. <laughs> this is exactly okay. what I need. It gave me that, that, um, that shock that I needed and, and it helped me and it's been helping me uh, for the last couple of years. And some of it was a matter of uh, maybe getting a little too thin at some point or, or too light. Mm-hmm. Do you like where you are? It, it seems like you're where you ought to be physically. Do you feel that? Yeah, I definitely do. I want to I want to stay within the 275 range. I know my last my last couple of games, I've been like in the 275, 278 range and it's been it's been working for me great. Okay. I'm trying to stay within that range. Uh, just try to get stronger and get a little slimmer, you know, just try try to do whatever I can, but stay within that weight. I think fans who are listening to this might not grasp. It's not an uncommon process for guys to go through what you went through. You get to the NFL. It's a different game than college and you need different tools physically. Sometimes you just need to change who you are once you're in the NFL, but it's more common than people think. And some guys sort of never find it huge process for you. And do you feel fortunate that you kind of found it when some guys don't? Oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I've been blessed. I feel like uh, my persistence of just trying to find it and looking for it and keep searching for it has helped me and has, has, uh, has benefited me in in a bunch of ways. I mean, even, even my family as well, them supporting me as well. Not, not ever looking at my performance on the field is like anything. They were just like, you got it. Just keep it going. Just keep trying to find, find that thing that works for you. And I, I just kept, I just kept searching for it. I mean, even with the Jags and stuff, I didn't really know what the plan was if I was going to play, you know, rush or I was going to play big in or anything like that. Kept getting moved around. And, you know, I just, I just kind of just honed in on myself. It was like, all right, well, I'm going to just train as hard as I can put whatever I can on the field. And then that everything else will kind of just work out for itself. And that's what it's done. The first two seasons, no sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, inactive for a little while that season. I remember talking to you during that when you, when you got on the field, and it had been an emotional thing because you want to be playing. How low did you get in terms of uh, confidence, in terms of just wondering? Human nature said it must have been a struggle. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. I mean, training that hard and working just as hard as everybody else on the field – like and not being able to even like show what you can do or perform in any way for eight full games like that sucked. But I definitely want to say like, <laughs> like it helped me, you know. Okay. Like that that deep dark place that I went into it kind of gives me that fire when I go out there every Sunday now, and like looking back, like I got so much better going against, I mean like the first team going against Cam Robinson every time, going against uh, the first team every, every single play like in, in scout team and stuff like that. And I got like, I was, I was on every scout. I was on every special teams and it kind of just gave me that grit that I needed. You know, it just gave, it gave me that, that strive to just succeed. And when I was going against those guys, it made me so much better. So I feel like that, that time helped me and definitely molded me in like what I am today. <laughs> what would a four year veteran Dwan Smoot tell the kid on draft day? I would say, don't come in with expectations. Just, <laughs> just kind of come in with just, just work as hard as you can, and everything's going, everything's going to work out. Don't come in with any expectations like I'm going to be first team, be second team. You never know what what the organization has in plan for you. But as long as you work as hard as you can and you put put the best performance out there on the field, and that's that's all you can really do. Like you can only control what you can control. You mentioned your son being born. Uh, how has that changed you? Um, I feel like it's definitely made me grow up <laughs> and like, uh, I already know a lot of people say this, like whenever you have a kid, like kind of like life kind of stops, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of just look at it like that. That's the center of your universe. And you have to do 
like whatever you have to do to support them. And that's kind of the position I was in, you know, I mean, that's kind of, that's still the position I'm in and the mindset I'm in. I mean, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to show him like the right way, you know? Right. And I feel like I've grown up so much. I've, I've matured so much and I just, I, I love being a dad. I love, I love having a family love, you know, being a husband. So it's great. And now that turns into a uh, motivation for football, right? I yeah, mean, it definitely does. Just just knowing that I'll be able to support my family for generations and like the performances that I have been putting putting on, not not putting a number on it or anything like that, but just knowing that whatever I do end up getting in the offseason, it, it'll be enough to support my family, sure. you know. Tell me about your My Cause, My Cleats initiative. I know it's interesting. I know that meant a lot to you. Yeah, it meant, it meant a lot to me. I, I was just – I was so happy to finally get the kids, like to get the kids in, like uh, into it, you know. Uh, Jam Jams uh, is Jacksonville Arts and Music School. We yeah. had um, we had them bring a blank canvas of the cleats, and all the kids they all did their own individual designs. Um, I first heard about them was from my doula because my wife had um, we we both had a natural birth or whatever, so okay. she had no medicine, no nothing. Our doula she introduced it she introduced it to the school, and um, we went there on like their play night and stuff like that, and we saw how interactive the kids were how creative they were how outgoing they were it's just like they were having a great time so I just thought that it was a great opportunity for like someone to really you know bring awareness to that and that's what I tried to do this this past year was you know allowing them to put their art on display and then they painted the shoes yep so every every uh every kid that had a chance to to color the cleats and stuff like that had a little piece gotcha. of cleat for sure fantastic <laughs> that's something you'll stay involved with. It sounds like. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to. They, they're doing like this workshop where they're like building computers and stuff, and I'm like a big techie, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to actually like getting my hand hands on that and uh, teaching the kids as well. And uh, trying to prep for this, I kind of heard that as well. He said he's really into technology. Now everybody these days is sort of into technology. How are you into technology? I've built what three computers now. <laughs> In my in my office, I also um, built phones as well. Okay, <laughs> like I've, I've showed that as well, and like and also with my YouTube as well too. Um, right, edit. They say build phones. Take me through that. What is the? It, are you putting plastic onto uh, parts or what is that? No, nah, it's like it's like basically you get you get your CPU, you get your GPU, you get your your CPU cooler. Fans, okay. all that stuff. And you just put it within like, I mean, it's kind of like still in plastic. It's like a still in plastic kind of like case. And you just, you have to install it all. You have a big motherboard and you have to plug it all in. It's kind of like, kind of like a big puzzle piece. And then after now, is that a awesome, hobby or do you use the phone? Oh no, it's a hobby. Okay, <laughs> It's definitely a hobby. It's something that, you know, I've learned to do along the way. And like now, like I'm just, I'm just creating just different things now with it. And I, I, I wish okay. I could show you some pictures of some videos on it. But it's, it's gotcha. really cool and, it, you know, it's exciting. Now, I'm assuming these computers you built aren't small. Mm-mm. Are they gaming computers oh, or what's the? <laughs> okay. uh, I, I have a gaming computer and I have an editing editing computer as well. Okay. Editing for your videos that you yeah. do and everything. So, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, final question on these lines. Take me through the video concept. When you say your videos, tell them what that means and what you're doing with that. On my YouTube channel, okay, my smooth yeah. smooth TV, the uh, the YouTube channel is a vlog style channel. I basically just vlog my life as as a professional athlete, 
I kind of I kind of gave it a break this last couple months or whatever, but I'm going to get back to it in the off season. But I kind of just show what it's like, you know, living living as me. It's the one smooth. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, it's it's funny, it's entertaining, you know, it's uh, motivational as well. So I definitely would say check it out. Give me a subscribe, you know. Check it out. So probably in the off season they'll be able to uh, start catching back up with you. Oh yeah, definitely. On, on a not so pleasant topic, one in 12, 12 straight losses. How are you dealing with that? How does a player deal with that? Uh, you just have to be internally motivated or how does that work? How, uh, what's your mindset on that front? It's kind of, yes, it's kind of like internally motivated. We know that like as a team, we have to kind of come together and we've, we've, we've gotten a lot closer as a team. I feel like mm-hmm. because of all the, the tough times we've been going through, we've been having to pick each other up and kind of get to know each other a lot more. So I would say it's been tough, but, you know, the individual motivation, like as long as we're out there performing individually the best we can, it's going to help the team like collectively. So, you know, that's where that's what we're all trying to do within our within our scheme. Plus, you got to be a pro, right? I mean, isn't that part of it? Yeah, you always got to be a pro. I mean, we're, we're professional athletes. You got to be a pro. You got to come in every day, you know, work as hard as you can. You got to be on time every day. So that's a part of it as well. And it sounds like the uh... – you know, we're virtual, so we don't get a chance to talk to you guys in the locker room the way we once did. But it sounds like overall the team is thinking like you're thinking, meaning, you know, one in 12, you see some guys quitting, but you don't see that and you don't sense it talking to you guys. No, no. I mean, you, you don't quit. Like either way, like if you're if you're out there and you're playing football, like there's no quit. If you quit, you either, you either get pancaked, you either get hurt, like <laughs> something like that. You can't quit. You know, it's. I mean, it might look like it on TV. It's like, oh, this guy's quitting. Like, this team's quitting. But we're we're trying as hard as we can. I mean, sometimes the game just kind of get, gets out of the hand. And, like, football is like an all-momentum game. So once the momentum goes, like, that's that's what it is, you know. But we're all, we're all out there playing as hard as we can, doing what we can. We got a whole lot of guys that you wouldn't even think would even be playing right now. And they're, they're playing great. Right. Like, our defense has been playing great. So, wait, we're trying. <laughs> People uh, loved hearing you last week talk about Jacksonville. I know you'd ideally like to say with the Jaguars, who knows, new general manager, everybody knows that terrain. What is it about Jacksonville that has sort of dazzled you where you feel that way about it? I mean, come, me coming from Columbus, Ohio, I don't like big cities. I don't like a lot of population and people all in your face and stuff. I like it to kind of be mellow. You know, it's, it's real relaxing and calm here. And it's like also like a great place to live, like, me and I'm going to go back to me being from the Midwest. I don't like the cold either. <laughs> like yeah. it's great weather here. Like it's it's a it's a whole lot of opportunities as well when it comes to real estate here too. I mean the the um, Jacksonville hasn't been built up like like in the last like ten ten some years. So I mean I'm, right. I'm going to be trying to do that as well. You know with 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 the contract that I do end up getting. So I mean it's a lot of opportunity here. It's uh, my my family loves it. The weather's here. I mean I, I don't see a reason to leave. This season hasn't gotten you down, has it? No, you're doing. <laughs> for me, for me personally, I mean, it's it's been it's been getting me down, like as a team effort. Sure. Like, yes, yeah, it sucked that we lost, but I mean, we've been losing, but like individually, like I've I've been happy, you know. Hey, Duane, the last thing we do on this is what we call the Ozone Five. The Ozone Five. 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 Five quick questions. We have some fun with it, short or as long as you want. Duane Smoot, what's your last binge watch? My last binge watch, uh, Snowfall. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a little it's a mature series. I'll say that. <laughs> okay, got you. Got yeah, you. It's, it's, after, it's really good. After the kids go to bed, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last song in your iPhone or your car? Um, I would say the last album I listened to was uh, the last latest NBA YoungBoy. I think it was like what Casey Talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll I'll take your word for it, Dwan. Um, <laughs> what person? in your life is most responsible for you being here in the NFL? Um, I would say my father. He he pushed me ever since I was, what, eight years old. Even when I wanted to quit football, he didn't sure. let me. <laughs> I've been a three-sport athlete since all the way up until college. So, I mean, I definitely give a lot of that credit to him. He's been my, my biggest support system and makes every game still, still as a pro. So, I'm happy that my dad did that for me. If football hadn't been your best sport, what was your best sport? Um, track. It was track. Um, I went to the nationals in discus and in uh, hurdles as well. So that wow, that's my second. That combination you don't see that often. Yeah, you don't see it often. I know. I know. It's usually disc and shot. <laughs> yeah, usually disc and shot. Shot put kind of got away from me because I was a little okay smaller in high school. <laughs> okay, I but got this, you. This was all about technique. So I mean, I, I had that down pat. So 110 hurdles or 330. Uh, I had uh, it was the 400 hurdles AAU nationals. Okay. And then in high school, I ran. Uh, I had I wouldn't make the regionals. Yeah, the regionals and 110 hurdles. Yeah. Because 330. I mean, the 400 some serious stamina and uh, serious athleticism. You must have been a lot lighter. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I was a lot lighter. Okay. I was like 225. <laughs> okay, I got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You love Jacksonville so much. Tell me your favorite go-to restaurant. Uh, or say. Oh yeah, I know it well. Oh, yeah, you know, I know it well. <laughs> Got you. Dwan Smoot, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I know Wednesdays are a busy time and you're giving your time to this. Thank you so much and good luck the rest of the season and good luck specifically for you in the offseason. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I say every week, Wednesdays are tough for these guys. They're willing to give us 10 or 15 minutes and give us some thought into it, which makes this much more interesting than if they don't. So thanks again to Dwan about that. And uh, Dave, He's a fascinating guy, as I said at the top, because as I mentioned to him when we were talking, there were some opportunities. I don't want to say give up because most players don't give up. But when you go through what he went the first couple of years and there's opportunities to lose your way as a player. And he really had to struggle through some. He got way too light. He touched on that. Wasn't on the field. After eight games of his second year, I assumed that he wasn't going to be here in his third year because usually the storyline goes, you're inactive for a few games that year. By your third year, the GM doesn't have to keep you because there's no more draft. You have to keep this guy. A remarkable turnaround story to me. Yeah, kind of interesting how he just kind of refocused on uh, on his career a little bit and, and how to prepare for an NFL season. And he's been uh, – this year, I mean, like I think you kind of – when you introduced it uh, – for him not to appear really on the uh, injury report at all this season, especially playing uh, playing defensive line and how much more he's playing now, is is a is a big credit to him. And yeah, we uh, trying to think back. Probably last off season we shot uh, we do a cooking segment right. for one of our sponsors, and we shot it with the one, and he was great, and he brought his own camera crew, which was which was <laughs> kind of interesting. So there's two camera crews there because he for his uh, video stuff, for his video blog that he does. Um, but it was cool. He was super friendly, really into it. Um, 
you know, I, uh, you know, I always like the one he's, he's, he, uh, he always, he has a good personality. He's also a big question asker about like what, uh, what we do. So I appreciate that. And it's interesting. He, he's a guy who clearly, if you listen to him, if you've seen him, a lot of the fans who listen to this have seen our interviews on jaguars.com. They follow it closely. So if you've seen him, you know how personable he is. He's one of these guys, and it's not true of every player, that you're sure whatever he does after football, he's going to figure out a way to be a success. He's got a future in, in the media or electronics or something like communication because he, he clearly has an active mind. I mean, Dave, he's building phones. I'm fortunate if I can get mine on. So he's, <laughs> he's far ahead in that. Now I know when I can't get my phone working right, I'll just go down and ask Smooth. He'll build me one. You're still trying to figure out how to, how to whether you put your thumb or the code or your face. And it doesn't always work. Yeah, to unlock the phone doesn't always work. I'll be work. honest with you. I mean, it's, it's a bad scene at times. But it's, it's, uh, no, he, uh, building computers is one thing. Building phones is another. I've been fascinated in the last couple of weeks, and we'll kind of close with this, how much he wants to be in Jacksonville. And I frankly don't know. There's no GM right now. So you don't know how that's going to play out in terms of how the general manager feels about Smoot, how Smoot feels about what his role is going to be, because you don't know what the new general manager will think a player like Dewan's role will be. Uh, I don't know that he's a 15-sack-a-year guy, but I don't know that he's a two-sack-a-year guy. He, he's shown that if he gets opportunities that he will continue to rush the passer. He's going to get his numbers. You need guys on your team and on your defensive line, it's, it's an interesting position is what I'm getting at. Offensive line, you've got five starters. And if you're not one of those five starters, you are, you know, low, low paid. Defensive line, you've got guys who make intermediate salaries. And I think that's probably what Dewan is. I don't think he's going to be a break the bank guy because the sack numbers aren't there. But you need to pay a few defensive linemen non-premier elite money, but you need to have depth there. So he's going to have a role like that somewhere in the NFL this year or next year. And it's not out of the realm of possibility to be with the Jaguars. He certainly wants to stay here. Uh, money talks when guys are deciding where they want to stay. I'll admit, after doing the podcast, after getting to know him a little bit the last few weeks, I'm hoping that it works out that he stays. He's the kind of guy who wants to be here that you want on an NFL team in an NFL city. That's right. And, you know, that's the one thing we're kind of talking about, like what motivates people to want to live where they where they live. I mean, when he said uh, talked about after having your first kid where it's life changing. I mean, you think you're a dad. You're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, your kid's much older than my kids. But, yeah, it's definitely life changing. Like your priorities suddenly shift to, to different things. So, uh, you know, maybe that that plays into it. But, yeah, I, I would like to see him around here, too. I mean, he's a good player, good guy. And, you know, you never can have too many good guys around <laughs> around where you work. Well, I think people who listen to this, Dave, uh, realize or maybe know a little bit more about what makes Dwan Smoot a good guy. So in closing, I want to thank Joe Fortunato for making me sound better than I am and thank Dave for holding this thing together each week. Particularly thank Dwan Smoot and all players who join us during the week. It's not as easy as it sounds to do that during the week, during the season. And I thank Dwan for just like most of the players this year, giving us a lot of time, giving us a lot of thought. Because of that, this Ozone podcast didn't suck. We'll try again next week.